What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. Today, we are going to talk about the Epic of Gilgamesh and how it relates to the 2003 invasion of Iraq. We are also going to talk about Seth Rich again, and I may have some little side rants for you guys. So sit back, get ready for this. First, let's get a little bit of background about Gilgamesh. The Epic of Gilgamesh was written by a Middle Eastern scholar 2,500 years before the birth of Christ, and it commemorated the life of the ruler of the city of Iraq, and that is spelled U-R-U-K, and is from which Iraq, I-R-A-Q, gets its name. So this book was actually a set of inscribed clay tablets, and Gilgamesh was described as having been buried under the Euphrates in a tomb apparently constructed when the waters of the ancient river parted following his death. Getting back to what or who Gilgamesh actually is believed to be. So there is the Epic of Gilgamesh, and he was portrayed as a hero in ancient Mesopotamian mythology, and... He is the star of the Epic of Gilgamesh. This epic poem was written in Akkadian during the late 2nd millennium BC. He was possibly a historical king of the Sumerian city-state of Iraq, like I was saying earlier, who was posthumously deified. His role probably would have taken some place in the beginning of the early dynastic period of 29 to 2350 BC. So there's a little bit of a disagreement. Some people say that this is just purely mythological and other people say that Gilgamesh was an actual king. In the epic, Gilgamesh is portrayed as a demigod of superhuman strength who befriends the wild man Enkidu. And a little side note, which will kind of become important later, it is written down that Gilgamesh lived hundreds of years. So just remember that little tidbit later. Check this out. In 2003, German archaeologists believe they actually found the tomb of Gilgamesh. And what happened five months after this? The U.S. invaded Iraq. Now you're going to have to hold on to your seats a bit during this because we're going to get into FOIA documents that talk about cloning and Gilgamesh as well as what the crazy conspiracy theorists have been saying about this whole situation where this tomb was supposedly found and then the U.S. Army shows up. So sit back, get ready for this. In 2003, the BBC published an article entitled Gilgamesh Tomb Believed Found. Archaeologists in Iraq believe they may have found the lost tomb of King Gilgamesh, the subject of the oldest book in history. So the article goes on to say a German-led expedition has discovered what is thought to be the entire city of Uruk, including where the Euphrates once flowed, the last resting place of its famous king. According to Jorg Fassbender, who is an archaeologist, he stated, quote, I don't want to say definitely it was the grave of King of Gilgamesh, but it looks very similar to that described in the epic. And he is from the Bavarian Department of Historical Monuments in Munich. So it's kind of reported very lightly around the world that these archaeologists may have found the tomb of Gilgamesh. And like I was saying, not too long after the U.S. military invades. And they actually set up a base in the ruins of Babylon. 
And they actually kind of damage the whole area, which will kind of lead into what we're talking about a bit later. Apparently, the U.S. Marines had built a helicopter pad on the ruins of Babylon and filled their sandbags with archaeological fragments from the ancient city. It's said vibrations from the U.S. helicopters caused the roof of one building to collapse. This information can be found in a few different mainstream media articles. But because this is Vanished in the Valley, we are going to dig a little bit deeper because this shit is kind of crazy and it is definitely a rabbit hole worth looking into. So get your tinfoil out, motherfuckers, because we're going deep. A little side tidbit, too, is right after the U.S. invaded, the Iraq National Museum was professionally ransacked of antiquities with shaped charges. So a lot of people want to know how the fuck was this museum quote-unquote professionally raided, meaning they took certain artifacts and people are saying that the way they packed everything up was professionally done as to not damage the stuff they were stealing. And going a little bit deeper into the looting of the Baghdad Museum, there were over 1,000 artifacts stolen And most of them were dealing with the realm of death and resurrection. And to this day, they have not been found. One little tidbit I found pretty interesting is it should be huge fucking news if the supposed tomb of King Gilgamesh was found. But after this article in 2003, there's nothing. Complete silence on it. And there are all kinds of reports from American soldiers about strange things going on in their bases. They talked about huge tents that no soldiers were allowed to go near that had stadium lighting, and they believed there were different antiquities being moved into these big-ass tents with stadium lighting. There's actually several different soldiers' testimonies about the irregularities that went on at this base in Babylon. So what's kind of strange about this military base is the Alpha camp was deliberately placed over the Ishtar gates. And Ishtar means stargate. And the camp rules were very strange. One-fifth of that camp was off-limits to its own troops. Moving back to Gilgamesh himself for a second, there are many theories out there that state Gilgamesh was another name for Nimrod, as in the biblical Nimrod. In the Bible, it states that Nimrod's DNA will be used, or may have already been used, to create the Antichrist. If you go to Matthew 24, 26, that is where you're going to basically hear about Jesus speaking about Nimrod, false Christs, and appearing in verses 4, 5, and 24. In this Bible entry, it states his DNA was found in a secret chamber in the desert. Matthew 24, 28 states, For wheresoever the carcass is, there will be eagles gathered together. And they think eagle is kind of a description of the Roman military. So like I said, there's this fucking rabbit hole goes in 96 different directions. But we're going to kind of stick to what we can get from those FOIA releases and newspaper articles and kind of go from there. So like I said, pull out your fucking tin foil, people. Some of you may be sitting around thinking, why the fuck would the U.S. military give a shit about the tomb of King Gilgamesh? 
Like I was saying earlier, in the Epic of Gilgamesh, it states he lived to be several hundred years old. So now, let's get to the FOIA request I was talking about earlier, and then we'll go on to there and end up at CERN with some cloning shit. According to a FOIA request in 2019, the title states, Requesting documents pertaining to the resurrection chamber of Gilgamesh, the location of his body, and the location of the buried Nephilim. Yeah, this is in FBI FOIA documents. No fucking shit. And a lot of people connect this back to Hillary Clinton, even though Hillary Clinton's name is never mentioned. But if you search the name of the person who's sending the email, Denetra D. Sanger, her name comes up about 12,000 times in Hillary Clinton's emails. So I'm not exactly sure what Hillary Clinton and this woman's relationship is, but a lot of people believe that they want to find Gilgamesh's tomb to extract DNA. They say that CERN's plan was to resurrect Nimrod slash Gilgamesh and his band of Nephilim demons with the head of Nimrod. So maybe you're saying that's crazy. You can't clone people. What are you talking about? Well, check this shit out. According to cloneaid.com, that's C-L-O-N-A-I-D.com, they say they are the world's leading provider of reproductive human cloning services. Eve, the first cloned baby, was born December 26, 2002, thanks to their team of highly skilled scientists. So these psychopaths, the quote-unquote elites, the people in fucking power, they definitely have this technology to clone. Think of what their psychotic minds could come up with if they believe the tomb of King Gilgamesh was found, someone who is said to have lived several hundred years. And, you know, they go there, they steal this fucking body or whatever's left in the tomb and take it on over to CERN and start trying to extract DNA. And then we get our little friends over there at Clonade involved in the whole situation. It sounds like it go it could go pretty all bad. But like I said, I'm just a crazy conspiracy theorist. I don't fucking know. I don't claim to 100% know what the fuck is going on over there at CERN, but I do know from the research I've done and the rabbit holes I've visited regarding CERN, there is definitely some fuckery going on. So if you want to learn more about CERN, I covered that a few months ago, maybe a year ago, and uh, it's pretty interesting all of the crazy things that come up when talking about CERN. Another fun little side note, there is a report of U.S. soldiers coming into contact with a huge giant, a red-headed giant, and I actually reported on the giants as well. So some people believe that there is this ancient race of giants that lived for hundreds of years, and the last known live giant was in Kandahar, Afghanistan, and that was around the time of the Iraqi invasion. So there's all kinds of little areas you can look into this. I mean, if you look into it and you find some other information, hook your girl up because it's pretty difficult to research. I know when I covered the whole Giants legend, maybe a couple of years ago, a lot of that information has been wiped from the internet, which always makes me curious and suspect. I've been wanting to do an episode about Gilgamesh and the U.S. invasion of Iraq 
for a couple of years. And I always kind of put it off, hoping I could find more information online or different, you know, videos, blogs, etc. But unfortunately, the opposite is happening. A lot of the stuff that I read a couple of years ago is totally wiped from the internet. Different blog postings are removed, different articles from even like large mainstream media organizations like The Atlantic, the pages are deleted. So I figured it's fucking now or never. If any of you out there have more information on this whole crazy conspiracy theory, please send the information my way at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com. I would much appreciate it. All right, you guys, it's change of subject time. A couple of weeks ago, I was telling you how Judge Amos Mazant ordered the FBI to disclose information on Seth Rich's personal laptop, his work laptop, DVD, and the tape drive within 14 days. So that was at the end of November, and I was expecting something maybe earlier this week to come out, but as of right now, it's fucking crickets. I have not seen anything new that the FBI has released. So I don't know, I will keep on checking back to see updates about this case, and as they come in, I will let you guys know. And speaking of Seth Rich, we have got some Pizzagate shit we need to talk about. A few days ago, I found a video of this guy talking about some weird stuff he found on Etsy. What he's specifically talking about are these pictures of children holding up pizza, holding up chicken wings, and what it is is digital downloads, and they're going as high as like $9,000, and they're getting the normies to believe this is just a fucking picture of pizza with a child squinting one eye taking a bite out of pizza. That, yeah, they're charging $9,000 for a fucking picture of a kid eating pizza. Seems totally legit. So a couple of years ago, there was the whole Wayfair scandal where a bunch of different items in Wayfair were selling for like $9,000. It was some lame ass fucking picture of a dinosaur or a stuffed animal. And they all corresponded with the names of missing children. So this is kind of in that vein. One of them says cheese pizza picture, instant download, $3,000, says only one left and in 13 carts. In what fucking world is somebody paying three to $9,000 for a picture of a piece of pizza? And another odd thing I noticed with these pictures is the children are all squinting their left eye, like closing it, kind of looking like they're winking. There's some bullshit going on. And of course, Seth Rich is the man that kind of broke open the whole Pizzagate theory. And here we are fucking several years later, and these motherfuckers are operating out in the open again. And this time it's on Etsy. Take a look into this shit. It's fucking horrible, which kind of leads me to the next little topic we will be talking about. Harold Moody, who was the DNC chairman DNC communications director, special event coordinator for youth services. He was also a distributor of child porn. He streamed live videos of children being abused. He hosted live chat rooms full of infants being abused. And people think this is crazy. This just couldn't be true. And I'm not singling out only Democrats as fucking pedophiles because pedophiles span both parties. 
probably every fucking party, every fucking walk of life. But when a pedophile gets to this level, it really has to make you wonder. This motherfucker, Moody, was actually sentenced to 14 years in prison on child pornography charges. And that was back on July 28th, 2023. Apparently, he's a former Arkansas political consultant who said he was remorseful, repentant, and hopeful. Yeah, I I don't believe a word this motherfucker says. I'm really hoping that some prison justice goes down with this sick fuck. So apparently, he was the former spokesman for the Democratic Party of Arkansas and former chairman of the Pulaski County Democratic Party. He was indicted in 2018 following an investigation by Homeland Security Investigations on allegations of using video conferencing application to view and share videos of adults raping children. And that's according to court documents. Court records indicated that Moody came to the attention of investigators when he logged into unknown and identified child exploitation online chat room under the username BZone. And that was August 29th, 2018. At that point, they say Homeland Security was monitoring the chat room. Court records go on to say that B-Zone was live streaming his activity into the meeting and could be seen sitting at a desk in an office, his face clearly visible, holding a glass pipe of the type commonly used to smoke meth. Apparently, Homeland Security agents observed the sick fuck in the room streaming, sharing and distributing child pornography to the other users in the meeting room and interacting with others via chat messages. This dumb motherfucker thought a VPN was going to, like, mask his IP address, but yeah, no, it definitely got traced back to this sick fuck. So I really hope he gets hurt, (laughs) hurt really fucking bad in prison. He was in a quote-unquote position of authority and had contact with a lot of different youth organizations. So it makes you wonder if we know about the shit he's actually charged with. What else did this sick fuck do? So if anybody out there in prison in Arkansas is listening to this, your boy Moody needs to be tuned up a bit. And yes, yes, I am calling for violence on this fucker. So get fucked. And since we're on the subject of Pizzagate and sick motherfuckers that have been arrested, I've talked about this before, but the ABC News reporter who, quote, debunked Pizzagate has pleaded guilty to child rape. So this dumb motherfucker actually bragged about debunking evidence of the whole Pizzagate theory. And he has a whole host of sickening child sex crimes. James Gordon Meek, 53, who served as a national security journalist at ABC, is expected to get up to 20 years behind bars. I'm sorry, it's just, it's not enough. This guy has done so much damage. He went out of his way to try to debunk Pizzagate. And I I wonder why. How many times have we seen this happen? Where these dumb motherfucker journalists or people on Twitter will talk shit about people talking about the Pizzagate conspiracy theory. And then several months down the line, they get busted for being a fucking pedophile. Hmm. Seems like it's happening over and over and over. And a little side note, if you post anything about this ABC sick fuck on Instagram, you're probably going to get fact-checked. I know I posted this back a couple months ago when he was first arrested, and they fact-checked my shit. 
So yeah, Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard is probably all wrapped up in this shit just as deep as a lot of the other motherfuckers that we already know about. Since we're kind of talking about conspiracy theories that are actually fucking true, check this one out. I remember when us crazy conspiracy theorists were talking about vaccine shedding and the fact checkers fucking went crazy and had a heyday fact checking anything they could find that even suggested the vaccine was going to shed. Well, now the fact checkers are saying not only does it happen, but it is expected. The title of the article is Vaccine Shedding is Expected with Some Vaccines and Generally Not Harmful, Contrary to Posts. Um, I'm sorry, I was around a couple people that got the kabobo job like a day later and I got sicker than I'd ever been in my entire life. So I'm not going to agree with this fake ass fact check that vaccine shedding is not harmful. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I can't even remember how many times Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard decided to censor my posts on Instagram anytime I talked about vaccine shedding. And since we're talking about Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard, what the fuck is this dude building a huge underground bunker in Hawaii? Like, why? What is he doing? (laughs) Is he doing it to uh, hide from the peasants when they come to take their wealth back? Is he doing this because he thinks there's going to be like a major catastrophe and only about 500 million people will be left on Earth to repopulate it? I mean, your guess is as good as mine, but I don't know. You would think a place like Hawaii where they have fucking earthquakes, volcanoes, that kind of shit. Would an underground bunker really be that good of an idea? I mean, I don't know. I'm sure he's got like the most expensive and smart architects on the project, but... Who knows? Hopefully one of these architects does something to sabotage this motherfucker, and when he gets in his bunker, the whole thing crumbles, burying him under tons of rubble. (laughs) A girl can wish, right? And a little side note, the way all these rich motherfuckers were trying to scoop up the land after the Maui fire makes me think that the so-called elite are trying to, I don't know, maybe form a little headquarters there in Hawaii. Fucking Oprah's already there. Bill Gates' is evil is there. And of course, Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard. I'm sure there's a bunch of other ones that I just haven't thought of, but I just think it's really fucking strange that the Maui fire goes down, which no one even talks about. Like, where the fuck are all those missing kids that they talked about for three seconds when the fire first went down? But yeah, all this land burns down, and the only way land in this area of Hawaii can be sold or change hands is in the event of a natural disaster. And yeah, I mean, you guys can read into that any way you like. I think it's suspicious as fuck. Moving on to some Kabobo news. Check this out, you guys. Former Italian health minister Roberto Speranza is under investigation for homicide after emails reveal that from the very start of these fucking death jabs, he knew those shots were killing people. And he gave orders to local health authorities to conceal the deaths and the serious side effects in order to reassure Italian citizens of their safety and not to jeopardize a vaccine campaign. So these accusations have been printed in German and Italian news, but completely fucking ignored in the United States. So it kind of gives me hope that somewhere someone is being fucking investigated, hopefully, and prosecuted. 
But unfortunately for Americans, so far it just seems to be happening in different countries. I'm of the thought that the same course of action has to be taken against everybody in the CDC, the FDA, the doctors that towed the fucking lines, the nurses that towed the fucking lines, and basically forced an experimental bioweapon on completely unsuspecting populations. And I mean, I would say some of the charges should be, you know, as small as murder charges and some as large as crimes against fucking humanity. AstraZeneca and the Johnson & Johnson vaccines have already been withdrawn from most countries' markets. But we still have Moderna, who is run by DARPA, and fucking Pfizer out there giving these vaccines to unsuspecting people that are believing the mainstream media and their politicians. In other good news about Kabobo, the case against Ivermectin to prevent and treat COVID-19 has been reversed by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. So the lower court actually ruled that a sovereign immunity protects the FDA from any wrongdoing or harm in telling the public to stop taking ivermectin, a safe, well-studied, and proven drug for the prevention and treatment of COVID-19. According to Judge Clement, Ailrod, and Willett, they stated, quote, the FDA argues that the Twitter posts are, quote, informational statements that cannot qualify as rules because they do not direct consumers or anyone else to do or refrain from doing anything. Uh, bullshit. A hundred percent bullshit. I remember doctors being stripped of their fucking medical licenses for prescribing ivermectin. I also remember pharmacies refusing to give out ivermectin for lawful prescriptions. It was a fucking complete clown world show going on. According to Dr. Pierre Corey, he said, quote, We're very pleased with this development and extremely proud of our colleagues for taking a stand against a government health agency that is clearly overstepping its authority. The FDA's campaign against ivermectin continues to be used as an excuse by hospitals to deny access to a life-saving treatment and weaponized by medical boards to threaten the license of doctors who stray from the mainstream to prescribe a drug that has been proven in controlled trials to safely treat hundreds of thousands of patients around the world. So hopefully this ruling fucking stands and hopefully doctors that were afraid to prescribe ivermectin will fucking grow a set and start prescribing it to people and stop telling them to get this fucking ineffective and dangerous kabobo jab. The court's reversal was issued yesterday with the ruling, which said, quote, the FDA is not a physician. It has authority to inform, announce, and appraise but not to endorse, denounce, or advise. The doctors have plausibly alleged the FDA's post fell on the wrong side of the line between telling us about and telling us to. The ruling goes on to say the FDA can inform, but it has identified no authority allowing it to recommend consumers to stop taking medications. Even tweet-sized doses of personalized medical advice are beyond the FDA's statutory authority. So that's what's up. The FDA is just as corrupt and captured 
as the CDC. And they're captured by fucking the pharmaceutical companies, different businesses. It's just a fucking shit show of paying people off to get their products pushed out to market that are fucking damaging people, that are hurting people irreparably and killing others. So I really hope that in time, all of these people responsible for denouncing ivermectin as dangerous and just a horse dewormer, you motherfuckers, you will get your karma in this world or the next, but have no doubt, you will get it. And since we are talking about Kabobo and karma, check this shit out. Controversial Canadian journalist Ian Vandalay, advocate of the vaccine and mandates and concentration camps, dies suddenly at age 33. Officially right now, his cause of death is not being disclosed, but in the middle of November, he was hospitalized and later pronounced neurologically dead. So this motherfucker advocated for vaccine passports and mandates and called for the firing of anyone who refused to get this experimental jab. He also suggested that vaccinated people should be arrested and taken away to concentration camps. Hmm. There were a lot of journalists, especially in Canada, that were advocating for fucking vaccine mandates, vaccine passports, and punishment up to and including imprisonment, concentration camps, for anyone that was vaccine hesitant. And look how all this shit's turning out now. How many times each week do we see a fucking died suddenly? Fucking vaccine pushers died suddenly. And it seems like a lot of the people that actually went ahead and got the jab are totally oblivious to what's actually going on. They have no clue what fucking myocarditis is. They have no clue how many children are dying suddenly because they didn't bother doing any amount of research into what they were injecting into their own bodies. So yeah, I'm not happy this dude is dead at 33 years old. Not at all. I never wanted anyone to die. These motherfuckers, though, were basically calling for the extermination of people who refused to get the jab. And now look how the turntables have turned. All right, you guys, that's about it for this week's episode. Before I get out of here, I have to say what's up to our top three downloading states, which are California, Utah, and Texas. That's what's up, you guys. I appreciate you listening every single fucking week. If you have a rabbit hole I should check out, hit me up at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com. Now for our international downloaders. We have Germany in first, Canada in second, UK in third, and Australia in fourth. Thank you all so much for listening. Come over to my Reddit sub, which is r slash vanished in the valley, and say what's up. So until next week, be aware. And don't forget your fucking pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.